0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman.
1: Stop scaring the children. We got to do business to do.
2: I'm not.
3: Oh, well, sorry, G. I didn't mean to scare you, Double G. Uh, welcome in everybody it's the big and wild outdoors I'm sure
2: it's quiet out here yeah finally
3: all the boats are gone all the human beings have moved away <laughs>
2: not they're all old, of them <laughs> they're all they're
3: all out there
2: either that or they're
3: trying to stay away from you they're all out there picking their spots oh look there goes Papa He's out there in Glenn's airboat, taking off oh, out there, out the boat, going out there. Air- we, <laughs> we have
1: every type of
2: vessel on the water
1: today. I told you it was a boat show.
2: I saw bay boats. I saw pontoon boats. I saw kayaks,
1: canoes. Uh, bass, boats, it bass, is bass boats. a boats. We have a There's boat show. Air airboat. What yep. do you want? I
3: That's- saw
2: I saw a mud motor over there. Oh, they know, run a lot the, of those out g- here. tail or something.
3: Yeah, they run a lot out here on those things. But uh, we are out here broadcasting live at the 5th Annual Panfish Challenge out here at the Panavista Vista Lodge. And every year, like always, our good friends always stop by. Toby Benoit came by. And uh, everybody else, we see Big Doug, everybody. And then over in the corner comes sneaking through. Megan Bales is here. We have the snake queen. Megan who has been running around in the Everglades. That's her big new thing now. And
1: FYI, I was requested by my nieces and my wife and my daughters that the next time y'all go down there with Dusty, Dad needs to go because some girls want some snake skin. Items. Okay.
3: okay. Or sausage. Uh, Or or sausage so you can uh, grind it up. Now, Dusty's supposed to call us at 9 o'clock. You're not going to be here? You're going to be out
2: fishing? What are you doing?
4: Oh, no. I'll be here. You'll Uh, be here? You're not fishing today? Yeah. No, we're going to fish. Are you?
2: They're well, s- they're yeah. so good. They're giving everybody like a three hour head start. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's, <laughs> it. that's yeah, it. it. <laughs> her and yeah. Toby, the tag team. We top got a spot. You yeah, know, they so it, they're all
2: fair. A head start. they might even get a python while they're out she's there. So, yeah, right? you know? she's Basically,
1: yeah. trying to sit there and wait and see what comes in, and she's like, okay, wait. Uh, we can go to hole two and fix this right here. Yeah. So. yeah. With one throw
3: with one throw of the Barracuda cast. Yeah, that's, sh- that's yeah. trying to, they're trying to make
2: it fair, you know.
3: I understand. No, but uh, you've been spending a lot of time down there in the Everglades. You, Toby, and Dustin. I mean, what's the deal? You trying to get in on the Discovery uh,
4: Channel there? What's the deal? Yes, sir. Uh,
2: I, I don't know. she would probably do a better job than someone else that's on that show, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
1: wow. But, <laughs> wow. Wow.
4: Well, uh, Hey, what that a, would be awesome. Maybe so eventually. how was it? Name name. Oh, it was awesome. I heard you got some Dusty. big boys down there. Yes, definitely. And Dusty and Natalie, they're great people. Um, we caught a 14-foot female, and she was so docile. She didn't even try to bite me. It was really cool.
3: So yeah, 14 feet. Who do you think going to be messing with you? You're like, hey, whatever. She'll let me go, and I'll kick her butt.
1: I, I laughed. <laughs> I talked to a guy the other day that was there when they filmed the show, the course that they ran after swamp people went off the air for the season. Mm-hmm. And the guy was telling me that one of the complaints they're like, It's so nice, y'all got Troy out there catching a tame snake and the guy was like, Dude, was one of the film producers. He said, he goes, That snake was just like in a pet shop he goes, but it was as wild and free as anything they had out I there. I think
3: that's their nature though, aren't they? I mean unless they're really yeah. threatened they're they're not as aggressive as Oh yeah, My, some others.
4: Kind of a funny story. My dad, he used to be deathly deathly afraid of snakes (laughs) Um, you didn't inherit
2: that gene for sure no apparently not
4: so then he went to the university of miami and studied herpetology really (laughs) yeah Now that helps about facing your fears yeah Yeah. so but he's taught me burmese python they're usually very docile snakes that's why everybody wanted them as
3: pets because they wouldn't bite and you know not like some other pythons that uh or boas you know either way
4: they
2: all have to go
3: well, that is true. One at a time. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, this fourteen footer, was she uh, full of eggs? Was she impregnated? What's the deal?
4: I don't know. I mean, I don't think she was, but we didn't. I we didn't hang around to to clean her. Right. Clean her. How do you so, tell?
2: How do you tell if it's male or female?
4: Um. So the male actually has spurs on the bottom. Okay. Kind of like almost like a turkey spur. Yeah. Um. It's made basically. the oh, same Oh, there we go. There's another fingernail. reason she wants to
1: catch him. <laughs>
2: Well, she's going to make a necklace. So she needs Scott a lot spurs. Of spurs. Watch <laughs> <you> out boys. <laughs> she needs a few spurs. So, so the spurs do what now?
4: Um the spurs actually help him for Grab. when he's mating with a female. Grab a hope.
1: Oh, oh, it's really? like a it's like a platypus. Spur. Oh, what? It's red.
3: Right. Hey, we're there a bunch of rednecks here. Okay. <laughs> Well, when I see a platypus in the backyard, I guess I'll check it. I'm
2: sure there is in Florida.
3: <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> with all the invasive species, I was I'm just sure. about to say there probably is a few out there. Are mm-hmm. you going to
3: go down there a lot more? I mean, uh, I think you guys have been down there a couple times already, right? Yes, down sir. There we have. There?
4: Um, I I would. I love it. So. Are they
3: filming just... you when you do that, or are you just going down there and hang out with Dusty?
4: No, I'm just bringing my tactic cams filming. But really? Discovery wasn't with us when we went.
3: So. I know, but you know what? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You're still going out with him. And, and
4: oh uh, yeah,
1: have they uh, gotten any of the crossbred snakes yet? Or as he said, or
4: you know, that I'm rock not really python sure, thing? Honestly, yeah, I'm not that's really sure. The
3: super snake is there. The reti- well,
1: that was what they were. I was talking about that show. That's rock what python they were saying. and the Burmese. The reti- no, well, they said the reticulated and the uh, anacondas. What they're worried about crossing up with each other. Jeez, oh, Pete. And that would be yee. Ye-
3: you know man. what? And I got to tell you, and I, you know, good Lord knows that this is the truth. We started this drive almost, what, seven, eight years yep. ago. And when we first got the FWC biologists on the air, we told them, look, this is going to be a bigger problem than you think. You need to start doing a, a uh, bounty on the pythons in the Everglades yep. like they do in Wyoming. I said, I don't know, give him a free T-shirt. I, you know. And she's like, well, what do you suggest? Do we have to pay him? I go, sure, pay him by the foot, pay him by the snake. I don't care. Came up with a whole plan for them, and they were like, oh, that sounds interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. We'll have to talk to some people. we we'll have to just find out if we can get some funding for it. Well,
2: that's then the next book.
3: thing you know, a year later,
1: oh, yeah, the great. Python
3: Challenge happened. And then all of a sudden, then they opened it up, and we said, it's got to be more than that. You can't just.
1: Oh, yeah, wait. No, 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 no. Then we give tags away like yeah, we're trying oh, yeah. to manage the species. Right. You know, I, because you know
3: what? Laws, I mean, we like to abide by the laws when it comes to the FWC. But I always said from from day one on this show, if I'm tromping through the woods and I see a, a giant point, a python there on the ground, I know the difference between a python and a water moccasin and anybody I'm shotgunning that bad boy. It doesn't matter.
1: You seen what I carry in the Arctic Cat?
2: Exactly. I carry a Judge.
3: So that's all that. you
1: need. You saw the Judge that I have that I carry in the Arctic Cat, the, yep. the Raging your Judge. Jo- your little, choice. That, that's a 4, little. That's 410, bit- 45, or 454. How yeah, you want this gun? Yeah, that's a, that's
2: a little right. too much, but
1: yeah, the that's the right. really,
2: really
3: mad Judge you don't want Carlos to get in front of. Right? It's like
1: Bill George with a 300 Win bag. It's never too much. I'm
3: surrounded by him. Well, uh, so with well, this is it, the way it is. Are you going to be going down there a lot more, or was this just for the beginning of summer and you're out?
4: Um, Toby and I definitely plan to go down there a lot more. You know, I would love to, you know, get to know Dusty and Natalie better. Mm-hmm. And you know, I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. He taught me a lot. You know, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, trying to eradicate the pythons is like trying to eradicate wild boars. It's just unfortunately, never gonna happen.
3: yeah. You think you know, it's that? You think it's breed, already beyond that? It's out of control oh, already.
4: They breed. So much, and, I mean, you know, your a female can lay 100 eggs at a time. I mean, yeah. they pick per- – What is
1: their saying? That, was it the – hogs are like every three months they can have a litter of pigs. Somebody yep. was saying that about yeah. pythons and stuff. They're – a month and a half or something like that, or two months, they can have eggs. You mean their offspring in something. a month and a
2: half can be bred?
3: They're and-
1: laying eggs. They're re- re- reproducing now, now, eggs. I'm sure
2: there's a lot of mortality, but still a few make it. Well, so but like, it's it just is. like she just said. If well, they put 100 they eggs hatch, on the ground, yeah. They yeah.
4: really have no predators, yeah. so, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, because they've eaten them all.
2: There's yeah. no right yeah, to say. Or, <laughs> right. You know.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you still got raptors. You got gators. As long as they're babies, they can, you know, they can yeah. take them out pretty yeah. quick. I mean, even a bass will eat a... Even wild uh, boar will eat a uh, snake. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, I mean, out of that 100, you hope maybe only about 20 make it, but 20, uh, right. it just, you've yeah. already, got a, you already got a... It's 22 a mu- hole, 20 too much. 20 too much. It's yeah. just
1: like she said with the hog thing. You get... Say you have a mama that has a litter of 10 pigs. Well, five of those pigs are females and... Yeah. Out of those five, even if just two, one or two make it, well, there you go. There's another baby maker out there that's going to start throwing. Well,
3: know. what does is, what is Dusty say? What is, what is? you know, he's down there. He's in it. He's living for it. He's making money off of it. So, uh, are they, is he saying that they need more people like him out there doing it? Because I know one of the episodes was, you know, a competitive snake hunter out there, you know, was in his territory. So, they had to go somewhere else and do something else like it was like it was a bad thing, and I'm sitting there watching the TV, going, "Dude, that's that's not a bad thing if they're out there getting them. I'd like to see fifty thousand people well, out I there mean, every weekend. Know,
2: for him, for instance, for his for his livelihood. Um, if that's what he's doing, that. yeah, but but you that's know. part of the that's part of the possibility. You don't want to go. Well, I got a secret spot where I have all the snakes, and I just want to keep
3: them there and not tell anybody. And that's the problem. That's how hogs got moved all over the place. No, the guy no, goes, no. well, I don't want to go all the way down to Ona and shoot hogs. I'll go catch her some down here and bring them up here to the South uh, Georgia line and, and put them there. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, being protective of your snake zone, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Thankfully they did that in Family Heritage Outfitters. They should open. be out
3: there macheteing <laughs> every dang one of them. And uh-huh. I don't understand why the FWC doesn't let you just kill the damn things on site and throw them over in the bushes. Get it over with, man. It's done deal
4: yeah you know what though I mean, as much as they're eradicating and harming the ecosystem in the everglades, I just i hate that we have to euthanize them mm. I mean why because I I they're beautiful, yeah, and, and you know they're really cool I noticed they're your daughter outside. wouldn't out there
3: rubbing on no fourteen footer <laughs> that's her niece well that's what I'm saying that's you wouldn't i mean if that what in the world would you do? I mean, if that was me, I'd be Hiroshima. In she's a the snake they're
2: in the making right there.
3: Yeah, I would literally exactly. be—I'd be calling in the bombers. Get them B ones in here. I want everyone in these damn snakes back in the
2: ground. There's the
3: music. <laughs> All right, hang on. Don't go anywhere because you're in trouble now. We're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. I'm Brandon Borch. Stay with Ball, us. All I'm gonna laugh. <laughs>
1: Right, I it's a right log with teeth. House. Are you
3: gonna live it? Are you Facebooking live it? it?
1: No, sorry, not happening. <laughs> Come
4: on, we gotta take a picture, there.
1: Sorry, Megan, not nope. happening. I hear well, music. Does that
3: mean we're on the air yeah, or something? Yes, you
1: said we're live. So. Oh, we are. Yep. Aaron wow, Ray that's awesome.
3: Arrow. We're so good at radio. Chop chop. <laughs> <laughs> we are the best. <laughs> hey, we're out here broadcasting live, out at the uh, Panavista Lodge. I have not seen Glenn. I have not seen Jim Beal. I see his daughter. She's running around like a chicken no, with her head see cut right off. Now. And uh, even though uh, all of our Fisher people are out on the water, look it's still a little crazy out here. People look, are still look, getting presents, look, look surprises. Where Bill George is. Oh, oh, is he over there hanging out?
1: Look where he is.
2: Oh,
3: hanging with the FWC guys.
2: Yeah, actually, he's in handcuffs, isn't he? Uh, No, (laughs) I'm just joking. Not yet. Give him a few minutes, he'll be all right.
3: Uh, But we're up here broadcasting live. Of course, it's our uh, fifth annual Panfish Challenge happening today. Uh, We're out here visiting with old friends, and our buddy Megan Bales is here. If you uh, don't know anything about her, you want to see the two craziest sisters on the planet? Yeah, that's right. Her sister's nuts, too. Uh, they go out. A <laughs> little bit. And little bit. Uh, I will say there are some turkey-slaying girls, man. I mean, yeah, you guys do good wait, wait, every wait, single just, year.
2: Wait, no, not just turkeys. I mean, every, oh, so I'm, getting,
3: I'm just getting started. I mean, oh, okay. you guys do good every year when it comes to turkeys. And uh, deer season, you still suck it up pretty bad. But, uh, I mean, but for the pythons. You're now getting into
1: that, and uh, your sister here is – Just give him the old – oh, you want to compare body count? Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Let me take my shoes off. Hang on a second. Okay.
3: (laughs) And then uh, uh, your sister, the big bow bow fishing slayer, she's out there, uh, you know, whacking and stacking gar out there. Yeah, that's like a four-foot gar right there. You know what? There's your boy. There's your competition right there. That's Mr. Tilapia over there. Cuban redneck, man. He can (laughs) zippity do dom from like 80 yards.
2: It's awesome. That's awesome. I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, really? I'm trying to talk hey, you up, man. Hey, all right, I'll take it. Who <laughs> sets your bow up? I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Jonathan must Jonathan, have set it up. Yeah, yeah. he did. Okay, Come yeah. on,
4: so it's more Thank. like five yards, not eighty, right? Wow. Yeah. I was, what,
1: oh, never works. <laughs> defi- <laughs> works. I'm defending her, and I just get wow. I just got Bo Jackson.
4: There no, you go.
3: I will say <laughs> that uh, Megan and her crew. I mean, is uh, your favorite your bow, right? You, I mean, do you like Bo above all or not?
4: Oh yes, sir. Archery's my favorite.
3: Yeah. Now, what Definitely. bow are you shooting these days?
4: I'm just shooting a Matthews Jewel. Yeah. It's an older bow, but it's it's nice. I like the Triax. I'd like to get the Triax.
3: oh well, I know still a guy. Gets
1: the job done. Still deadly. I know. A I guy. don't know. Yeah,
3: I know a guy too. But I know I a guy. I know a guy. After yeah. the whole
1: five yard thing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but no, I mean, do you still go out? Do you still shotgun for turkeys? I mean, uh, all that kind of stuff. You bow for deer? What's the deal?
4: Yes, sir. I do both. So um, I actually, you know, I've been bow hunting for years now, uh, over 10 years, and I actually killed my first turkey with a bow this year. Really? Believe it or not, yeah. What broadhead
1: were you using?
4: I was using a ram cat, I fixed feel, blade.
1: I, I feel you, dog. I still haven't killed one myself. Do you really? like the ram
3: cat? Do you, uh, no, do you I I
1: haven't killed a turkey with a bow yet. Man. No, but so. I,
3: but I mean, do you like that broadhead, the ram yes. cat? Do you like that one? It's so funny how all of a sudden everybody's gone away from the the big blade well, I'm jobbers. A bit, you know? I'm a G5
1: guy, obviously. But that yeah. was, that,
4: oh, yeah. and- that,
1: was a, that was a broadhead, and she can say this because she's been in the industry too. There's a lot of products like that that don't get the big, and how do I say this politely, don't get the rub. I'll use the wrestling term. They don't get the rub from the big TV people or mm-hmm. the right person or whatever and you don't hear about them. Well, they
2: don't have the marketing yeah. dollars either, probably. Well, that's, the,
1: that's what I'm saying. They don't get the rub from somebody. You know, somebody. It's, it's so
3: funny how many people we've talked to, especially turkey owners with bows, they use uh, broadheads that nobody's ever heard of. You know, because it ain't the, the whacker or the stacker or the guillotine or the hoochie jigger that's not on TV. <laughs> hoochie jigger? Yeah. That nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> him, I didn't see that go. on not ATA, man. Yeah, just, just, let that. Him go. just let him go. It was I'll in the back go. It was in the back of the ATA way by the restroom. Mm-hmm. How did you miss <laughs> it? I don't know how you missed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, And it's so funny because you look at me like, I- I've never heard of that broadhead before. Because it's not splattered all over national television. But yet, it's very effective, and people use it. I think people forget about the old uh, you know, the old Montauk. That's old, man. That thing's been out over 10 years. Well, I mean, I, hey, technology's
1: dude. come out. That broadhead's been out a long time. That's long what I'm time. saying.
2: It's like, oh. like old
4: Thunderhead. You know? I, that's what I it's use, always- the oh, bare one, 140,
2: 145 green Thunderhead. No, I, I still <laughs> use those.
1: Yeah, yeah, the only broadhead that I used to laugh and tell everybody, when you would sight your bow, I would sight my bow in with broadheads, and I would shoot fill points. And I remember going to a camp one day with a guy, and I had a couple arrows with fill points, and I went there and shot them. My fill point arrows would hit six inches to the right and three inches low. And if they were hitting that way, my broadheads were dead on.
3: Now I feel really old because my first broadheads were – bear- back me up on this. Seriously. <laughs> oh,
4: no, you're exactly right.
3: My yeah. first ones were uh, bare uh, fixed blades, and then I thought I was in the – in the, the future with the Rocky Mountains, uh, the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Back in the day where you had to change out your blades and, yeah. you know, slice your fingers to the bone. It was all yeah. great. But those were the big thing. Uh, now, you and your python adventures. uh I heard Toby say, are all you guys going, you, your sister, everybody, all going now, what, next month? Or you're not going down again for a while? Because uh, I think your sister's feeling a little left out, because when I brought it up, she goes, yeah, she don't take me down there for no damn she, well, <laughs> I think I think Megan's going to check it out first. Oh, is that what it is? And all
2: that,
1: and yeah, get the right. lay of the Are land you the older sister? Yes. yes sir, right.
3: you
2: know. Oh, yeah, well, she's just watching your back,
1: yeah, yep. making yeah. sure it's all safe. She's scouting out the good spots for you. Yeah,
3: yeah there we go. Yeah, exactly.
4: She, exactly. Remember she's
3: back learning. In, Remember back in your hardcore drinking day, she'd go in first and see how it was, and then you guys would come out. <laughs> right. yeah. Wow. Wow. She, she you go, are crossing
1: a lot of boundaries It's this cool in
3: there. Go on in. You're good. Wait, no, don't go. You got to drive home. Mom's going to kill us both. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I don't know about any of that. <laughs>
3: you do don't want do. to. No. You don't want to because his, his kids are just now starting to drive. Just do what about I
1: do. It. Mom, I'm sorry they make me go on the show. Yeah,
3: them, that's true.
1: So. Yeah, there
2: go. That wasn't my Blackberry
3: wine. <laughs> Boone's farm. <laughs> so – Going to go down next month? You guys going to go out and do them?
4: Oh, yeah. And if she's still here from school, you know, I'll definitely take her. Now, your dad
3: went into herpetology. Is he still pursuing that uh, with his deal with snakes, or is he? uh... No,
4: he actually has a financial service business now. Oh, really? (laughs) But, I mean, he still catches snakes. He actually had a a pet, 13-foot Burmese python.
3: Really? Now, is that where you think you get your uh, your uh, sympathy for them? Is the fact? I guess that's an easy word because I know you said yeah, you know probably. you hate to have them dispatched. But so, what would be the solution? What did you and Dusty come up with as a plan out there in the darkness to uh, to do with these things once you catch
1: them?
4: Uh, well, you just put them in a pillowcase and keep them live. That way, you don't have to carry around a. Put them in a pillowcase
1: and whack them up against the tree. No, but I mean, what, what
3: what should you do with them afterwards? I know you don't like I to know. euthanize them. And, well, the uh,
4: problem is we can't. You know, we really can't relocate them back to Asia because they're worried about you know them getting something here and yeah. then transporting something there. That's you know. I'll take
2: care uh, of them for you.
3: Well, I you know I, I'm not I'm not trying to sound sarcastic or anything, but you know when you put a post up and. Like a picture of you, you're always you know enthusiastic. You got the snake over your head. You're like yeah, and have
1: you know you inevitably. Met... I'm you're... sorry. Have you met Megan?
3: Yeah, that's I a... <laughs> a that's a signature right there. That's but her I mean, right? her right? yep. but inevitably you're going to get a post on social media of somebody that says. You know, why can't you relocate those? Why can't you, instead of having to kill them, why can't you just move them somewhere else? And
2: and that's when you say, send me the check. Because of dingleberries like you who had them and couldn't
1: feed them and turned them loose. Right.
4: (laughs) I like the check idea better. Yeah. yeah, Put your
2: money where your mouth is.
4: But they're still coming over. What they're doing now is they're transporting drugs in these wooden crates and they're putting like put the cocaine under the crate yeah. the wooden crate and then they're throwing the snake in the box so it's coming through fdle and they're saying i'm not looking in there mm. so they're bringing it in and yep. then they pick up the crate dump yes the ma'am. snake on the side of the road i wouldn't and be and, i wouldn't yeah. be
2: surprised they put capsules inside those things yeah yeah you haven't heard of that
3: so they just dump the snake out in the everglades somewhere and just just oh trailers. that's a big, they yeah. bring
1: a they'll bring these big tra- like you say they'll bring these big trailer loads of exotic animals from snakes the lizards all that stuff like that and they it's just like Megan said, they get to the point where the guy's like, I'm not.
3: I'm not trying to put anybody out of business, but I don't know whose bright idea it was to let them bring all that crazy stuff over here. I really don't. And I remember we were, uh, we were one of the voices of very big disapproval with the FWC when, if you remember a few years ago, all of a sudden, somebody got the bright idea to bring prairie dogs into the state of Florida and, you know, start selling them as pets. And we're like, dude. Do you really want to turn prairie dogs loose into the state of Florida in sandy soil that uh, with no natural predators whatsoever? These coyotes and everything yeah. here would be like, what the heck? I, how do you catch that thing?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it was a disaster.
3: And then next thing you know, FWC stepped up and said, no. No, you're not bringing well, those into the, the state of Florida. A prairie,
1: like a prairie dog or uh, something like that, I wouldn't be so. Where do you keep a prairie dog? Don't they need to dig? Yeah, Well, they do, but I mean, like a furry dog here I don't think would be as prevalent because you got snakes and – Dude, they can't get them. Raptors. Come on now. You mean to tell me that something that digs a hole in the ground won't have to worry about water moccasins rattlesnakes? Have you been to Wyoming? (laughs) They got just as many. They got badgers. They
3: got badgers, golden eagles. They got everything out there trying to eat them. Dude, you can go wipe out – a whole entire dog town with a two two three yeah. go back there the next day and every hole is filled.
1: Yeah, but do they beep, have rednecks with diesel beep, cans? Me, me. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, really. Give me that Coleman ladder
1: fluid over there. Yeah,
2: talk talk about euthanasia.
5: Yeah.
3: But I mean, you know uh I, I know that it's a tough thing and I know that Dusty's making the best of a bad situation down there and uh, you know, making a little money on the side. I mean he's not getting rich by any means, uh out there doing his job and doing what he loves. But, uh,
2: you know, I, I just, I'm one of those people, I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. It's, it's like the iguanas. Those things are out of control, too. I'd go down to South Florida, I'd be in the back of a Publix, and you can see a dozen of them.
3: I guarantee you that things are going to change if those Burmese pythons get across, and all of a sudden the key deer, and there's only two key deer left. Oh, yeah. Because they'll eat those things like popcorn. Oh, yeah,
4: they will. And, that, and
3: then all of a sudden the feds will get involved, and next thing you know, the Everglades will be ablaze. We'll be burning that a lot these days there. We're going to be putting some gasoline on the top. Big sugar ain't got nothing on us. All right, we're going to take a break. We're out the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. We're out here broadcasting live at Panavista Vista Lodge up at Lake Panasopki. We hope you come back and register for some of these great prizes we're going to be giving away a little bit later while everybody's out fishing. So we hope you'll come by and see us. Come on by.
1: And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden is harassing his brother. No, I'm not. I'm Carlos. talking to Bill George. He's got a Carlos handful of tickets. Is sitting here not doing anything.
3: He's got a handful of tickets. I'm like, where are you going on with tickets, man? Okay, Honestly. I'm back. I'm back.
1: Aaron, I get the gold star. I'm the one sitting here with my headphones on waiting for us to come back. So, don't. Oh, wow. Like that. One break. You're One gold star. Hey. One gold hey. star. True what professional. Bill George brought you last night. You're re- you're like real surly this morning. No,
3: I'm not. I'm in a good mood today, man. I've been relaxed. I've been out here fishing for two days. Yeah, yeah. I can't get much more relaxed or I wouldn't have pants on.
1: He you know, he made oh, a great Lord. comment last night. It made me happy. And I and I will say this I didn't I, say I,
3: underwear I didn't and I will I'm say this
1: <laughs> straight to your face. It made me very happy to see you sitting on a porch last night, kick back relax see maybe you get to see that carlos look look looking fresh looking revived you know me and bill even said that at dinner to each other we're like it was nice to see Braden more than 15 minutes from the house you know (laughs) enjoying himself (laughs) bill
2: george is back hey by the way i saw i saw you walking over here you need a little sun on them legs man stand in the sun
4: listen Listen. um mr george i'm gonna have to talk to you i've we're going to need a new bane stick. Oh. my client accidentally threw it in the bottom of the
1: lake. <laughs> hey, you know, no you, you know where you can get Listen, one? Eric. I had archery. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's right.
3: Which one do you want? What, how big? What, what did he throw? What
1: was it?
4: It was a 44, but I what? prefer the 357.
1: Oh, she wants AK round. Why do, yeah, you, like
4: right? Why do you prefer the 357? Because it doesn't blow it up as bad. Oh, yeah? You know? So what
3: about 223? Two, two, you staying away from that?
4: No, that that's fine. Nothing wrong with that.
3: But it's a 22 caliber hole. That way, you know it's all hey, good. You hit them it, in the right
0: spot. You hit them exactly. in the right spot. It doesn't matter. Yep. The 223 is actually, even though it's a smaller bullet, the the amount of charge that comes back behind it with the gunpowder. Is actually what does the majority of the damage. It's yeah. not the hole that you put in. The majority. And so, the majority. The, the majority. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, so, uh, no, he. So, it. hey,
2: you got to jump on him when he does hey, something. Hey, he was
0: in Pennsylvania a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting ready to go back. I
2: like mm-hmm. the word
3: majority better.
0: So right. the 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 powder charge actually does all the damage, where it is blowing those gases up through the the spine and and causing causing the animal to uh, be dispatched than the bullet itself. That wow, sounds, look, wow so,
3: look,
2: he's being serious. Look yeah. so mean, So intense.
3: You and, know, uh, I, don't, I was going to bring this up because uh, my brother brought this to my attention. It happened out in Texas. Uh, sitting here talking about gators. Gator season's coming up, and apparently Megan's already been out of the water, and as we uh, alluded to, a client decided to go ahead and drop the uh, bang take over <laughs> the side. This is what
1: I think of your gator hunting.
3: So I will, I will, I will. Do you do you know what lake what lake you were on? What was it?
4: Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. it was private landowner tags. That's the only reason why we can hunt. And, now, and you didn't jump in to get. And August. you didn't
2: jump in to get it.
4: Uh, well, we didn't even realize that he had dropped it at first because he, he went to Bain stick it, and I think he got a little um, excited. nervous. <laughs> a little nervous and excited. Oh, and then you so saw it went, on the the cam. Went, exactly. <laughs> so he went to step back off the bow of the boat, and he went face first. I'd be, I'd, be,
2: I'd be throwing a <laughs> treble hook.
3: Well, the, way, the reason why I was asking is yeah. because if that way, if somebody uh, accidentally stumbled upon it and hooked it or whatever brought it up, that's basically a loaded weapon, so be extremely careful if you pull a bank stick up F- off the bottom y- of a lake somewhere. Right? But well. I, I thought this was interesting. I wanted to show it to Bill George. Um, apparently, this alligator was uh, spotted over near Sugarland, Texas, and uh, apparently the alligator got close to somebody or they hooked it in or whatever, and someone decided to uh, try to dispatch the alligator and drove a knife into oh, wow. its skull but yet, it didn't kill the alligator because you know they've been here since the dinosaur age.
0: You, you will have a very hard time killing an alligator and uh, hitting them in the top of the head.
3: And uh, my only comment on this social media post was, "Now this is so awesome." You know, you got to think like Braden. I said, "Well, this is just great." Some dummy has now created the legend of Bladehead Gator. Because you know how long that sucker's going to swim around with that thing in his head? It's not like he could pull it out, and no one's going to go out there and grab him and take it out of oh, there with it.
0: the DNR will go out there and get it. it yeah. It's funny. I turned around. I got a call I mean, that's from, a
3: pretty good knife stuck in there. It
0: is. It is. I got a call from one of the people in RFWC one time, and they sent me a picture we the way we crimp our darts with the two crimps and and to make sure that everything holds, it's kind of unique compared to what other people in the industry do. And so, so there was an alligator that was out swimming somewhere had a dart in it that they knew was our dart, you know. And it was it was just something that they thought was oh, wow. we finally got him. What, wasn't <laughs> me. Right? So, but being being that they they knew enough about my equipment that they could identify that alligator <laughs> as being harvested <laughs> with our equipment. That's awesome. And, and I've gone to processors before and I've looked at all the the darts and everything that people don't claim in that and I'm like, that's ours, that's ours, that's ours. <laughs> that's a good that's a good thing to have. Yeah. yeah. That's
3: that awesome. that's a that's a good problem to have, Bill George, is yeah. all about So uh, how many have you got so far?
4: Uh, we got four. We had four clients. We got four.
3: When you say we clients, what, are these people are coming down from up north, these local folks? Where, where, who are you they, taking out?
4: Um, they all came down. Like one was from Tennessee, North Carolina, Iowa. It was really funny when we got that, that big gator, you know, we got him on the fishing rod with the oh, treble yeah. hook, and we hooked him up, and they're all at the bow of the boat, and he comes up and he swirls. And all four guys run to the back of the boat.
3: <laughs> Where were they from? <laughs> yeah,
4: they were from – going on, get me! Uh,
3: yeah. were, they, were they the Iowa bunch? Yes. Because, no, you know, what's really funny is uh, Glenn, you know, has a lot of friends that he made up there in Illinois, and they usually come down. I don't think they got tags they this year.
1: They didn't get tags this year. But um, – those Put guys, a picture of you with a turkey, and that's going to be your meme.
4: Yeah, there we go.
3: <laughs> those guys are uh, those guys are hardcore. They don't they don't back away. Them them Illinois boys, they get right up there on the front of the boat, and they want to get in it, and get on it.
4: Oh man, it was Something. funny. And then even with the Bane stick, you know, he's like this at the Gator, well, and I'm like,
0: What are you gator. doing? Giving you, him a
4: love tap? I'm so, like, that's, You that gotta hit him harder. I that, said,
0: This is foreplay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you gotta you gotta
3: break uh, the skin with that thing, man. Let's this,
4: go.
0: Now. Uh, being that you're on private wetland, you legally do not have to use a bang stick. You can dispatch it with a pistol if you wish to.
4: Yes, sir. You can pretty much do however whatever you want.
0: Whatever you wanted to. Yes, sir. Yeah. On the public water, we, we do have to use the bang stick. Or, that well, that's the only firearm you can use. We dispatch a number of them with a pocket knife, you know. Um, you know.
4: Yes, sir. I've hunted on Kissimmee and Hatchnaha for years, gator hunted. And so... But we always harpooned them. Yeah. So, and then with the Bain Stick.
0: And, and, and just Hasnahaw is not an easy lake, you know, compared to some. I mean, it's, it's a little tougher of a lake. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Kissimmee's a little easier. I think. To do what? To, to go find. get one or just to. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those really big alligators in Hall like to stay out in the middle of the lake and when they go down, it's a sand bottom and they don't leave a lot of trail or mud line where they go. And Them ones at Hancock are a little bit feisty too. Yeah, yeah. But I, in I Hancock, like Hancock. But... Hancock, they, they, they'll they give you a bubble trail or a mud trail or something to no, follow. No, they like and... to go to the lilies. Oh, yours did.
4: I, I remember I harpooned one one night and it was just myself and my buddy and you know, we were thinking, okay, he's probably nine feet, and he came up and rolled, and we just looked at each other and said, "Oh crap!" <laughs> How <laughs> was, we getting that
0: in? <laughs> okay, twelve six. Twelve six. That's a big lizard. Yeah. Wait, nobody
3: actually said the immortal words. We needed a bigger boat. <laughs> nobody, nobody said that. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you ever go out and you just uh, catch them, tape them up, bring them in, then do like Bill George, pick out the one that you want, throw the rest up back, you know, like you do with bluegill.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, when I do that, I just call them freshwater iguanas. Is that, is
0: that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, on the on the fresh, on the alligator program, we can do catch and release That's as long what as I mean. we've as long as we've only snatched, hooked them, or snared them. Yep. Right. And and I have some people this year are very particular; they're wanting a pair of boots. So um, isn't we, that crazy? We, so they're
3: out there grocery shopping for we, their boots. We will be right. pulling
0: in the alligator, bringing them up, measuring them, inspecting the hide. I don't I don't need any beat-up alligators, so there's going to be some uglies that get turned back, you know.
4: Right. You know, we did that with some of our clients, took some pictures with them, you know, Yeah. Let them go.
1: He did that when, when we were taking my daughter out. We snared one, and that was like she was the coolest girl at school for the whole week because she was showing all them, showing her teachers and everybody, and then I had a guy come in the shop and tell me, he goes, you know, you're illegal for doing that. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no. i am with. I have the book as a guide so bring it on you know? right.
2: we, we do that on almost every trip we'll catch yeah. a couple and let them go
1: i love the
3: experts when they do that when they go oh you know you can't do that okay yeah sure They just keep believing that you do it your way we'll do it our way we'll see who gets you know in
0: trouble first but well neither one will get in trouble no that's
3: what i'm saying but um, they're you know, just
0: missing out
3: i know it's right. like you know you have to you know there's a new law now everybody you got to remember you got to catch or release lionfish
0: Negative. <laughs> okay. Good. Oh, break. is that not true? Negative. Break.
3: Are you sure? You better look that up. We got to make sure that's right. They, that they put
0: another million dollars in the budget just to promote lionfish. Is that
3: not awesome? That's a, right. I know. Well, we got to take we a break. Take a break. We are the big and wild outdoors. We are broadcasting <laughs> out here at uh, Lake Panavista at the Pana Vista Lodge. It's the fifth annual Panfish Challenge. We're an hour north. Just come up seventy-five. You can find your way here. Everybody's got Google on their phone. All you got to do is get here. We got lots of stuff to give away. Come buy some tickets. Put them in the drawing. You can win all kinds of fabulous prizes.
1: The sausage is on the grill.
3: It is. It's officially started. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Board. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Got some slapback going on here. Hey, uh, Bill George was over there putting his tickets in there, so I don't know if there's any room left. I don't know how many tickets tickets you shove in there. Enough? Just enough, you think? (laughs) Bill George is over there putting his tickets in there for some of the drawings that are going to be happening a little bit later on the raffle items. We got the 50-50 that's going on out here today as well. I mean, you could... What did a guy walk away with last year? Like two grand? He didn't even fish.
1: I don't know. I know that one guy had a truckload of stuff.
3: Truckload of stuff. Well, I know there's a lot of people out on the water. We're out here, of course, broadcasting live at the uh, Panfish Challenge up at Panavista Lodge at Lake Panasofke. It's our fifth annual. Boys, do you remember what it was like on the very first one we are out here? We were so Wasn't lovely. here. That's right. You weren't here. But I think we had, like, 10 boats, 10, 12 boats. And now we were what? What was our last count? I know we had over 75 kids out here fishing just alone.
1: Almost 80. 80,
3: 80 boats? kids. How many boats do we have at the end? Do we know? I don't know. Sir so George, what was the last total on the boats? 68, I think. 70-something. 70, 70 what? Just 70-something? 70 70 70 something? you going to go with that? I, I think the number I heard was 74. Wow. Ah, I you missed one. You were close. Wow. But 74, that's a good number. That's a good thing. That's a good place to be at. We were uh, talking with uh, Jim Viewall during the week while we were here with the kids fishing. And I said, Can you imagine the chaos that would be out here if we get over 150 boats out here?
1: And he wanted to slap you.
3: And he just kind of shook his head and goes, Man, I don't know. 100 boats would be a lot. He goes, uh, Right now. And I mean, we're close to it now. And look how well it went this morning. I, uh,
1: I look it, at you and laugh at what you said last night. And I totally agree with you. What if we were to win the lottery? You're looking at the largest pan oh, yeah. fishing tournament.
3: I would. This would be the only $100,000 Johnny Who <laughs> pan fish challenge in
2: America. People be coming from Seattle.
3: Oh yeah, I mean the whole Southeastern. There'd be boats lined up down 75 to get here. I mean that's 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 bigger than some of the bass tournaments you, out you there would look uh, at, televised. You, like
1: we're saying, you would look at certain celebrities and stuff like that and say we might be able to have a spot for you. Might. We'll we'll put you on the list.
3: Well, we'd have to make a rule for them. I mean, if, uh, you know, the big boys show up, you know, if we get any of the lanes or the watts or anybody else out here fishing, it'd be like, you got to have at least eight kids on the boat with you. That'd be the rule. (laughs) If you're a professional guy or you're a professional fisherman, you're going to have to have at least eight kids on the boat.
1: And how cool, you know what, how cool would it be to have guys like that that show up and have go – like inner city kids or something like that—people who have never fished before—and right. say, "Okay, well, there, there's not a lot of panfish pros." Well, for you to—but no. what he's—I mean, what he's saying—a professional, fit, but have guys like that to say, "Okay, here's kids that have never fished before in their life. Guess what? They're on your team." So, yeah, that'd be that's awesome. Your, <laughs> yeah. That's your penance for yep. being.
3: But now, there. you know, every kid—just think about it, all the kids who would win, and then they could go back to school uh, the following after summer and go, "I'm a panfish champion." I uh, kicked Bobby Lane's butt out at the Panfish Challenge. would <laughs> be like, what? You did, huh? No way. Start
1: getting them belt buckles and all that. They'd, That's bring right. it back. They'd be running belt buckles at school. Hey, I'm
3: happy. I look at it this way. As well as it went this morning with uh, over 70 something boats out here this morning, dude, we had them backed up out of the water and gone. And it was, you well, did
2: a great job
0: getting no, them out it, of it, there. It, it was yeah, amazing. It went, it went smooth. Each year, you know, getting a little bit more polish on it, it, it I, I can imagine you could do 150.
3: Well, if it went as smoothly as we did today, of course we could. That'd be easy peasy. So that's what the, we'll be shooting for no, next year. We, we
0: would have to have one more person doing check-in that we had a number of people this year that were doing boat inspections. I only had to do four or five. That, that's the rest of any, them. It's any violations? Up. No violations. Hey. Well, now, lovely.
2: i tell you the
3: one guy who's really kind of chomping at the bit here, our, our producer on site, Double G, is out here. Uh, his son's already out on the water with uh, about 900 kids, and uh, he doesn't get to hit the water till 10 o'clock. So his time, basically. Uh, oh wait, he is, didn't tell uh, he's tell you. got to show time. us
1: how to work this thing, and he's getting out of here. Oh, is that what it is?
3: <laughs> There's yeah. your, I guess your boat's already in the water. You ready to go, right? He, oh, oh, he had, he had to
0: stay Jones. back. Hey, he, he don't remember how to put it on a headset, I tell you.
2: Yeah, you know, I've only been in radio for, what,
0: 50 I don't, years? I don't know, and but
2: he, he's he got a nice tan, so I'm going to have him talk to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wait now. So Mama my, my Key
5: West tan. <laughs> my, my, oh, yeah, he just got back from Key West. Key West, West yep. Oh, he's, got, he's got the oh, Panama Jack
1: tan right there. <laughs> yeah. Where'd y'all go?
5: We're down in uh, Marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went out and uh, the dolphin and that were running, so we took the big boat out. And
3: When you say big boat, what are you saying? It's the 12 foot John boat? My 24 or? foot. Oh, US. yeah. <laughs> so. The big boat, the 16 yeah. foot John boat. Yeah. Eight foot. I took guy. that
5: out there. We went out to the hump. We uh, got like six nice dolphins out there. There you go. Yeah, it was nice. It what were you good. trolling? Are you trolling
3: live bait or are you trolling? No, it was Tyler, Ballyhoo. Yeah, Ballyhoo's. Yeah.
2: No skirts, no nothing.
3: Just yeah, just
5: skirts with ballyhoo on them. Oh, really? And, and
2: when yeah. he says dolphin, he means mahi mahi. Mahi mahi, so people yes, know. You know, we don't, correct. we don't want yeah. any dorado, dorado. dorado.
1: You yes. know what I have to say to you? Flipper tastes great. Ah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I guess it probably. All could. right, there, Charlie's trying to pick a fight with somebody. Okay, John. Charlie Tuna. Charlie Tuna. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what I wanted to get too. They said tuna was running out there. My buddy, that's uh, you'd captain. still be trying to reel it in, man. Yes, sir. Well, no, my friend, that's a captain down there out of the Keys, has been yeah. after me to come down there, and that's what he said to me. He's like, "You're wanting to catch tuna?" He goes, "You need to get your oh, butt down running, here right now." They're running big time.
5: Yeah, he'll
2: need help yeah. from the Guggens.
1: Like, f- sorry, RT.
2: How far are they catching tuna out? Huh?
1: Well,
5: the like the hump is 30 miles out. Yeah. So, on the Atlantic so you're on side.
2: the uh, you're on the Gulf Stream edge. Yeah. You yeah. Exactly. You got to bring your Dramamine or your boning.
5: Yep. Well,
3: Glenn's out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he, he, he's the chum bucket. No, what are you talking about? No, he ain't getting up out of the bottom of the boat. He may chum for about five minutes, and then yeah, after that, it's sure. No, out. that's what I
2: mean. He's, you bring him along because he's the chum bucket. And then make him yeah, suffer yeah. the rest it, of the just eight throw hours. Up all.
3: Yeah. Well, now that you've uh, come back, you said that Mama and the kids are already out in her yeah, boat? Yeah, they're
5: out here on her boat now. We got, uh, and then my son's got his boat with, uh, um, his wife's grandchildren and that out there. So I think that's we think got a, two boats. If you
3: listen carefully to what the man said, I think that's the key to a happy marriage. That's how long have you been married now? I was
5: just about to say her boat. How many mar- How many marriages you want to count? On oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, this one, oh, how many are on this uh, type Double uh, G's like Johnny Carson. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, let me put it in. Hey, I trade them in like a car every five <laughs> years. All right. <laughs> well,
3: then how many miles do you have on this marriage?
5: <laughs> I got 14 years on this one. All
3: right, well, see, there you go. Successful because she gets her boat, he gets his boat. The kids yep. get their He's boat. Figured
5: it out. Yeah, and uh, that
3: way there's no, uh, you know, oh, uh, Yo, you're taking your boat out this weekend. There's no, there's no complaining. Well, six Nine. more years, it will be a classic.
5: You there you go. <laughs>
3: now, but how many, uh, how many kids is mom out with right now?
5: Mom's got the uh, three kid, three grandchildren, and then my one son and his wife are on my wife's boat, and then my other son has the. Four grand, well, actually, yeah, four grandchildren and then uh, three adults. Wow! So they're out there fishing today. So
3: now we know where all the seventy-six kids came from. That's it. Yeah. They're you know, all on two boats. Now you know why quiet all of a hey,
5: sudden. Hey, you know, I had to keep my name going. You know, I had to keep the is that name. what it was? Oh, that's it. Man. Double G all the way down.
3: All of them have a double G in their name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere down the line. Well, that's awesome. So are they going to come back and pick you up at a designated time, or yeah, are you stuck? Yeah,
5: when, when I get done, I'll call 10, them and 10, 10 come up here and get me.
3: <laughs> You're going to swim out yeah. halfway? I'll meet you halfway. Yeah, halfway. Now, whose idea was it to come up with the uh, the
5: team uh, jerseys? That was my wife and my daughter-in-law.
3: Really? Yeah. Well, you got to give them props because they really did a great oh, job great. on the shirts. Pr-
5: they picked the colors, everything, and and the name and all. And got it all they ain't going to lose him, that's for sure. Well, I just yeah. thought it was
3: so cool because they all came up as a as a group, you know, and, and when they did the registration. And yeah, it was the Double G Mafia. It was. Hey, on, <laughs> you It was a sea of orange shirts out there. And I was like, who are all these people? They're like, oh, they're, they're all there the fishing rim. with Double G, man. They're yeah. all out on the boat together. But I saw a few more uh, people out here. Like I said, I saw a Mountain Dew a team fishing shirt out here. And I, I will say this. The one good thing about the Panfish Challenge, it doesn't matter if you've been fishing for 100 years or this is your first time out in the boat. When it comes to pan fishing, it's all about sticking out there, finding the right spot, and getting as many as a boat as you can get.
5: Amen to that one.
3: And out here on this lake, that's a great opportunity. Uh, We had a guy who won it two years in a row, and then some 8-year-old came in and kicked his butt on the third year. So, I mean, uh, it happens that way every single year. That that
5: little girl was, what, 13? No, 12, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, last year. Yeah, last
2: year. We need to do a mudfish challenge. Oh, there's a couple of big ones hanging out by the dock. Mudfish Challenge.
3: All right, well, we're going to go challenge something because I heard that sausage was already cooked. Oh, I'm seeing it. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live out at the 5th Annual Panfish Challenge up at Panavista Lodge on Lake Panasofke. We hope you come up and see us today. Come up and register for some of these great and wonderful prizes we're giving away. We come back from break, we got to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors and the people that helped make this possible today because there are a lot of them and a lot of people stepped up, and we thank each and every one of them for helping us get this thing working and doing a great job. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Chief 5 Feeding Outdoors, and Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back, you guys.